0: networking. If you're maybe dismissing it, if you think it's a bit old hat or if you've got real nerves about it, this episode is for you. We will look at the first steps if you're a newbie networker. We will look at some really good tips on how to do that dreaded introductory pitch thing. We will look at the magical evergreen properties of networking and the unforeseen opportunities that it opens up online versus in person. perspective on that and generally how exploring beats avoiding oh we've got a lot of tips I tell some stories myself but it's my guest who really knows her stuff because Sharon Luca not only is a management consultant working with businesses but she has her very own networking set up it's called women's business networking it's global it's the real thing and she's the real deal stay listening. honest any discussion that involves the topic of networking I'm going to have to be careful that I don't get carried away with stories because I've got so many but I'm going to I'm going to really plunge the insights and experience of of my lovely guests so welcome Sharon. Thank you Trisha. And you uh, again why do I keep I keep having guests who are somewhere north of Birmingham? So,
1: yeah, <laughs> and, I'm in a little place called Tamworth. Yes. Saturday.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I had to look it up on the map. <laughs> I'm becoming very knowledgeable through my uh, connections on LinkedIn with the bit that goes over the top of the south of England, which is <laughs> obviously quite important. But I'm here, so um, so brilliant. There you are, and you have been basically in in more than one sort of role with connections. You've been self-employed for about 13 years, so that means you have had a ton of a learning journey yourself when it comes to networking and then of course that actually led to you becoming a networking organizer host whatever you want to call it uh, with your own group called women's business networking so so give us give us just a brief overview of how that journey happened
1: Okay. yeah. So I started my business back in April 2009. So we were in the height of a recession. And I also started a business with no clients, no contacts whatsoever. Basically, my background is in estate agency and banking but for the three years previous to setting up my own business I'd been working in my husband's small business so my husband has been in car sales for many many years he'd recently opened a car sales big car sales site in our hometown and basically needed some extra support so I got involved and started basically running the whole sort of back office admin side of his business and that was going really well um, for three years and then the recession hit us and it was at a point where it was either I went back to work and got a job which with two sons under five wasn't very appealing um so I thought I know what I'll do I'll start a business there's got to be lots of people like my husband who are very good at what they do but not so good when it comes to the admin side of things so that was my decision I thought I was going for the easy option how naive I was Um, and yes, so I started my business For the first six months, very little happened. I picked up bits of business here and there, but nothing really significant. And it was just at that sort of tipping point of do I give up or do I find a way to make this really happen? I loved being my own boss and my own flexibility around my children. So that's when I discovered business networking and everything changed from there. So um, I basically just went along to various different groups. I was very shy, so uh, I still am, Um, but even more so then. Um, So I found it quite difficult going into a room full of strangers and standing up and speaking in front of strangers was even more daunting. Um, Yes, let
0: let me delve into that one, because there'll be many ears pricking up at the the word shy. Um, And yeah, so I get it. obviously it worked because as you say you got to that tipping point and it's funny isn't it we we are in our own bubble a little bit when we start off and we think I do this I do this and I'm setting this up and I'm setting that up and often the missing link is oh hang on a minute I'm not actually talking to anybody <laughs> so so they don't know I'm here oh ah, oh, yeah so you must have had to. So, were you reluctant at first, or did you know somebody that you felt comfortable with that introduced you? So, was it like a nice soft landing into a familiar space?
1: Yeah, I think I basically Googled it. That's how I first came across it. I vaguely remember that my brother, when he used to have a sales job, he used to go to breakfast meetings where he'd get up extremely early and he'd go and meet with with people. So I thought, right, let's have a look what this is all about. And I literally Googled it and found... Um, a a women's networking group just popped up in Google and that's where I started basically I thought I'll start somewhere where it's all women so that was a little bit less daunting than going into a group that was sort of mixed Um, so yeah that's where I sort of started off um, where I felt would be more sort of most comfortable um, and what what
0: and were then, the, what were the, sorry I'm, I'm being very nosy so this is so that's interesting you immediately spotted that maybe choosing um, a, um, a group that had something obviously in common with you i.e the women's networking groups might might be a softer way in get it interesting although for some of us of course we might think that no, that would actually be more scary but we're all different aren't we and this that is at the core of everything we're going to talk about is is remembering that but each so so what worked for you what worked for me what didn't work and every you know we are the, what's important is that we pick up on the signals ourselves about what's working and isn't rather than Mm -hmm. just running with what everybody else says is the thing to do so 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 the basic concept yes I need to network because otherwise people won't now exist yes that is that is
1: indisputable I think right the interesting thing as well when I did go on to join my first group that was a mixed group it wasn't actually a ladies group that I joined I actually joined a mixed networking
0: group so there we go so so when you first went along were, were there some things you had to sort of do to yourself tell
1: yourself or get over in order to even put a step through the door Very much so. I mean, fortunately, I'd spoken to the lady who run the group, I'd I'd phoned her and said, right, what's it all about? What have I got to do? Um, And she did explain that I had got to stand up and talk about myself for a minute. So that nearly put me off altogether and thought, no, actually, I won't bother. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, so what I actually did was I actually typed out what I was going to say um, read it over and over but still when it came to it I knew that I wouldn't be able to stand up and read it and, and say it without reading it so I did have to actually read it off the uh, off the sheet when my turn came but uh, I remember I was petrified I was shaking you would, be, would have been able to hear the nerves in my voice it was really really daunting what would you say
0: that's actually that's quite a good tip which you would probably say is quite a good way in don't don't think that you have to be all spontaneous and every you know that actually use the props that you can give yourself yeah, oh,
1: definitely. yeah I'll use that for a long time a long time afterwards and yeah. even now sometimes if I'm going somewhere and I don't know anybody or whatever I will still prepare um I'll, I'll have the confidence now to be able to say what I want to say but I'll still have put the thought into it um, as to what my message is and what I want to to say on that particular day to that particular audience. And there's nothing wrong with that at all and some people are really weird about that because
0: they think oh it's somehow it's some form of kind of cheating but then if you sit around a table for instance and everybody's doing their pitches and you you get yeah you get some people who just seem to be able to <laughs> do it beautifully and it, you know it sounds natural and yet it seems to be clear you know what they do they they you've warmed to them because of their sort of way that they but it's rare it's rare most people are either petrified and nervy and and clinging to a card or they are ad libbing and you don't understand a blinking thing
1: because I used to think that thing they're probably put off by the paper but then I thought if they listened to me trying to get my words out they wouldn't have a clue what I did (laughs) and it's funny isn't
0: it? because the other thing I think is that some of us are the way we actually think things through and verbalize things is totally again back to the we're all different Mm -hmm. so I (laughs) as, as is fairly obvious I You know, my thoughts come fairly quickly out of this hole called a mouth here. Um, Whereas, in fact, a lot of people I know, and including my husband, so I've learned a lot from him, you know, when I thought that he was either not responding to something I said or hadn't heard me or somehow was bored stiff with what I was talking about, it was simply that he was reflecting on what I'd said and was taking his time to answer. (laughs) <laughs> and that, everything about the setup of those introductions and networking actually makes that a really, if you're one of those people, mm. that it doesn't encourage it, does it? Because somebody's yeah. there with a
1: blinking watch usually. Sometimes I find if if you're trying to, uh, I've learned that don't try and cram too much into that 60 seconds because otherwise you're speaking that fast because you're trying to get to the end when you know the the clock's ticking down as well. (laughs) Sound as though you've been there speeded up. So
0: actually, it, that's interesting. So that's, that's a good little tip. Not only the being prepared by writing it out, but you also made the phone call to, to get over that kind of the fear of the unknown. Because, you know, walking into a space that you don't know to meet people you don't know. I mean, even the mo- even the even those that would describe themselves as highly sociable extroverts are still going to, I mean, they're going to hide behind potentially the opposite end of the spectrum. So they're going to maybe... Um, I'm sure I've been guilty of this sometimes I've swung from one end of the spectrum, where I'm like literally huddled by the coffee machine pretending I don't exist, to the other end where I'm sort of making, you know, funny comments all over the place and thinking, Oh, God, why did I say that, you know, uh, what came out of my mouth. So that modulation to get into the nice little comfortable place is not easy for any of us. Um, But would you then say that the next thing you've got to tell yourself is, well, if I don't do it, I'll kind of never do it and I'll never get more comfortable.
1: Definitely, and even more so, if I, if I went to a group where you'd have to go in, you wouldn't get your 60 seconds, you'd have to go in and you'd have to start approaching groups of people, that was even more outside of my comfort zone, so for me, as much as standing up and public speaking wasn't comfortable, I would much rather stand up and shout to everyone in the room, this is who I am, this is what I do, than have to go round and individually strike up conversations with people, that uh, was even more
0: more daunting that's so interesting yeah because there's always the little cliques aren't there and you think oh they don't they don't want me to interrupt them and oh no you're taking (laughs) your this is traumatic i'm going back to my early (laughs) days of networking so as you developed you you clearly did
1: you experiment and go to quite a few
0: or did you settle with one yeah no i went
1: to quite a few i did um I did join and become a member and go regularly weekly to one particular group and then I used to go to others um intermittently in between so um uh, yeah I think I just I, I went to several and the group that made me most comfortable was where I was so sort of happy happy to settle <laughs> and I think comfortable was the important thing for me because of how uh, how shy and uncomfortable I was. Yeah and and I mean presumably what what
0: do you think makes the difference. That's a bit of a vague question. How do you kind of know when you found the ideal networking group?
1: Yeah, I think looking back then, I think they were just they were just so supportive. They sort of because I was new to business and there was quite a few members in that group who were real established business owners and they just sort of took me under their wing and it's really I mean I am so thankful for those people that I met in the very early days who did really give me that advice and support that really sort of got me on my journey um and one of those people is is still a friend and a mentor today so um so yeah that's really nice uh, that's really nice and and there are groups i
0: one of my very earliest experiences was with a group called new to business um it was held at Marsham court hotel locally here this was before COVID um, or BC, as we say, and it was Jane Swift organized it and she was lovely and she did what you just described. She had more experienced business owners and new business owners and, and she very deliberately kept the balance um, of, of those and so there was this lovely sort of sense of, yeah, as you say, sort of being taken a bit mm-hmm. under someone's wing without it being patronising or yeah. being lectured at or anything like that. It was genuinely supportive because we're all on a journey. We just happen to be at slightly different um, phases of that journey, but we've all been there, you know, mm-hmm. and and also if you're running your own business, it it's never like without its challenges. So yeah. we all have to be fairly vulnerable about what we... And that's that brings me to that point, actually. Did you find that the groups you felt more comfortable in were the people were a little bit more realistic and open about their business?
1: Yeah, and I think that's what it what it was, um, because I know over the years I've been to so many groups where and I always say this in my own group is. I want to run groups where people can show up and really be their true authentic self and tell it as it is, not sort of make everything sound rosy if they're really struggling. I want people to be able to be open about it. And I think some groups you go to, um, you do feel that everybody's more successful than you. And you've got to say that you're really busy and everything's wonderful, even if it isn't, because you just feel you can't be honest and say you're having a hard time or business is, is not great or whatever. So. Uh,
0: yeah oh it's a real sort of emperor's new clothes situation that then sort of keeps compounding itself because the more they do that the more you think well I can't say the truth and and not only that you can't say the truth that oh I'm really struggling with dot 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 but you can't ask people Mm -hmm. um, because the the two go together yeah and and so
1: so everyone's just on
0: yeah so you're all on broadcast mode basically.
1: Yeah that's it and I think very much like I know we've talked on the subject comparing yourself then as well because you think oh they're all uh, because they're saying this that and the other that must be true they're all really successful and I'm not as successful and you do your comparisonitis I know you've written a book on it so uh yeah very much uh I think that that's involved and and you don't actually and I think what I've learned over the years and you do sort of just get a bit wise to it don't you that very often people are just saying what they want people to hear and it what's actually reality and the truth is something quite different so.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a really contentious question now we can always edit it out Sharon okay <laughs> um you say obviously you went you did go to some mixed um groups was there <laughs> Was there a difference? Was there any noticeable difference in gender dynamic wise in terms of being open and sharing?
1: Mm, I think so. And I think what we've already just discussed is what unfortunately happens in a lot of the male orientated groups is yeah it is a bit of a yeah that's, a, a, that's, that's a
0: call out to you any guys that are listening to be fair <laughs> any guys that are listening to this podcast are probably in the um category of guys who are able to be open and uh yeah. talk, otherwise they and, won't be listening that's to it.
1: we're not <laughs> we're protect ourselves here we're not towering everybody the same are we Tricia um there no. are lots I've got lots of male clients. I've got lots of male, really good networking contact uh, contacts. So no, I'm not tarring them all with the same brush.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. But it just. But if anybody out there is a being open, why do? not Well, I think I'd say you be the you you be the role model. You know, because it's amazing, isn't it? How many people once once you take away that Wizard of Oz curtain, that yeah. you know how yeah. many other people will say, oh, to be honest. I had that problem as well or yeah yeah yeah. and that's
1: I think that's one one thing that COVID's encouraged as well isn't it I think people are a lot more upfront and honest aren't they because of it and realize that yeah there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and showing your true self and and asking for help do you know
0: that's a really good point Uh, I I I mean I've sort of taken that on board but you saying it has made me really think it into in this context and you see it in I hate to mention things like politics we won't delve into it but (laughs) but when you see as has quite a lot been televised like you know house of commons stuff I'm literally (laughs) squeezing up my face now listeners uh, if you can't see but if you're looking at it human dynamic wise human communication psychology and all that which is kind of often what I'm doing um you will notice a lot more mps for instance being really open and honest about their stories because they're sharing stories about the covid um yeah. tragedies that they've been through and that of course that you're right that if we're going to find a positive guess, okay, yeah. yeah
1: that's really interesting
0: so listen yeah. now let's move on because what then happened was not only did you break through your comfort zone experiment a bit find you know a group that worked for you etc but you then decided you actually have a group that you created yourself which is quite (laughs) brave because it takes a bit of organization doesn't it (laughs) so
1: so where did this brain
0: storm come from
1: that started because i up until between 2009, and 2014, I was working from home um, and then I got to a point where I was looking to get a bit of a divide between home and work and I decided I wanted an office. Um, and instead of an office, I ended up with a business centre. So I've got four offices and a meeting room. <laughs> that's a whole nother story but uh, so when I'd got this meeting room I was like right I need to put that meeting room to good use so I basically um i had been using LinkedIn for a while and I've got a few connections in the same industry I was doing more virtual assistant work at that time um so I just connected with those and said oh you're quite local to me do you fancy meeting up let's um create a little group to support each other share best practices um Potentially share business and things like that so it sort of it started as that and ran for about 18 months um, and then the girls were getting busier and there, there weren't so many people attending the meeting so I just decided then to open it up um, to all female business owners anybody women in business so uh, and that really came the reason I, I went for just purely women was i been on um, a workshop um, to Nottingham. And it was the first time in a long time I'd been in a room full of all women. And just the whole energy and the atmosphere in that, that whole day we spent together just was so uplifting um, that I thought, yes, that's the sort of that's the sort of energy and vibe that I want to create. Um, so that's why unfortunately men didn't get an invited. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And again, I wanted to encourage the, the even back then, I wanted to encourage people to be authentic and be themselves. And I thought women being in a room with other women would be more open um, and actually ask for help. And I just wanted to give back the, the level of support and advice that I'd been given in the early days. I wanted to pass that on to other people who were just starting out like I was. So, um, Which is fabulous. And then, of course, you had this
0: extra twist to the story, Um, with because of Covid and virtual world was the only way through so how
1: did you find that as an adjustment? Yeah because I mean basically from 2014 right up until March 2020 every month I was hosting my own group um, and then Covid hit us and it was like oh what's going to happen now and a couple of um, our members were very much hands-on face-to-face businesses and they literally just thought right that's it my business has just disappeared overnight so they said can we just go online and have a call next week just to just to see how everybody is and support each other and that's how it started um, and everybody sort of came on board and everybody was we had tears we, were, we had laughs and it was literally just it, it wasn't anything business related really it was just moral support for each other because we're all all in the same position and so some were worse affected than others but we're all at home by then and we just carried on doing that we just said each week shall we do it next week and was like yeah can we do it next week so for the first three months every uh, every Wednesday lunchtime we all used to just jump on I'd send a link out um and we'd all jump on and just just support each other and then people started to invite. They said, oh, can I invite other people along? I was like, yes, that's fine. And before we knew it, we'd got twice as many people as we started off with. And it just made me realise that actually there was something in this now. We were all being taught that we'd need to find a way to run our businesses online. So that means we could we could work now with people over a much wider ge- geographical area than we perhaps were before. So I thought, actually, that, here's an idea. Why not start up a national online networking group. <laughs> so that's what I And there
0: about. it is, a national networking group, women's business networking is absolutely <laughs> fabulous. And um now that brings me to what people expect to get out of networking. I mean I know people, I'm sure I read something recently where somebody said, no, nah, I'm not doing networking. It's a waste of time. I spend all that time uh, fucking around, blah, blah, blaring and don't get any business and it's taking time out of my business. And then you'll get other people who will say, I'm not looking for it to do with business. I, I just want the support. I just, and I want to meet more people and I'm interested in people. And I like having conversations. I mean, how how do you how do people react generally to networking that that you've heard conversations about? Are are people expecting something? Uh,
1: I think I find that I think traditionally people think that networking is basically you go there and you get business. Um, and I I've talked to so many people. I say, oh, I've been there a few times. Nobody's given me any business. So I'm not bothering going back again. Um, I mean, the the real crux of of getting anything from networking is all about relationships isn't it building trusted relationships with people so I mean that is the biggest thing if you're not willing to to go and invest your time and and effort in getting to know people then networking probably isn't for you because you're not going to probably be very (laughs) successful because unless you are willing if you we've all seen the people at networking that just go and hand their business cards walk out and and think that that's it their job their job's done so um but yes I've always been very much about I think networking there's networking groups for different things some groups you do go and you are expected to give referrals um, other groups with like my group I think that I don't have any expectation or any pressure on, on any of my members to pass business but it happens organically and naturally because we get to know each other and so you want to help them and if there is an opportunity you will pass on um, a referral. So they do work um, in de- very different ways and I've sort of opted for the the support side of things because I think that's that's where I can give the most value in in supporting people, bringing in speakers like yourself and and other um, real high caliber speakers who have come and spoke to to my ladies and, and offered real insight into different areas, which has increased their business knowledge um so yeah it's very much about about learning and growing and and finn i think especially when you work on your own and i think even more so when you've come perhaps from employment where you're used to being part of a team or in a, an office environment and you do miss the camaraderie and it can be lonely can't it, working from home so i think just knowing you've got that sort of support network around you they are like your your team really um and it's just creating something like that
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that word organic. Again, I like that word. I'm, you know, not, as I say, not just my vegetables that arrive every Tuesday. <laughs> um, I just, and it, yeah, it seems to me, because the thing is, it's timing, isn't it? Because you won't, not not everybody wants what you do 24-7. So, but, but at some point, they're either going to be having a conversation with somebody who wants what you do, or they will want what you do or conversation with somebody who has a conversation with somebody. I mean, it can be that, you know, broad. And who's the first person that's going to come to mind? That person that you've chatted with about totally non-business related things but you know their face you know their voice and you know you can trust them as simple as that I mean there are a thousand and one copywriters website designers coaches of all sorts Um, we can't possibly think I'll be the first one they notice if I just keep handing my business card out all over the place or, or metaphorically say no or put a website up no
1: it's, I think it's being memorable, isn't it? I mean, I've got a story. I, I had a, a call from a guy. I, I probably met him about three, four times networking. He was he was one that did just dip in and out of different meetings. I've come across him three or four times. Hadn't seen him then for it's got to be at least two years. He literally picks up the phone one day. Can you still help? Her? Are you still still in business? Can you still help um, people? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had that client for seven years and he's wow. still a client today and that's literally from somebody I hadn't seen for two years but he just remembered me and and picked the phone up and so you just never know it's it, people it, it is just building those relationships so people when their time arises and it might not be straight away you might have to wait a little while but uh but they, if they remember you then, uh, then absolutely you. yeah you know that's that's it and
0: if, if you if, if, if I was in a debate recently, actually, with people talking about um, virtual versus face to face, and there were it was completely split. Actually, there were some people saying, "Oh, I never go back to face to face again, even when we can. This is so much easier from the comfort of our own space. No, um, no travel time involved. Um, no way, and no wasting time. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah, whatever." Um, and then other people are saying, no, but there's something, there's, that's fine, but there is something else, another layer with the face-to-face. How would you describe that?
1: Um, I think for me personally, I think I will do a mixture. From my own group point of view, it will be online because of our members being dotted around the country and even in Europe. Um, it's not going to be physically possible to just switch to a face-to-face group. So my, my group will. Um, stay online for myself personally networking I will probably do a mixture of both but I do I do find the online is just so much more convenient I think I used to lose so many hours and days Tracking around different places, networking—that you never had time to work, did you? <laughs> it was all networking, no work. <laughs>
0: no, I do, I do, I did do some early breakfast ones for a couple of years, and you're, you're right. You know, yes, mm, yeah, it was very time-consuming. But then nobody was talking about this whole virtual world then no, yes, no. years back. Yeah. And yeah, and I think the thing is, we still have to remind ourselves that, I suppose, what what is the I suppose when you first go on so does any do you still have people who say they're nervous about networking and if so and you encourage them into your lovely supportive group what is it do you think have you identified from your own journey and from what people have said to you what they're nervous about. What, what, I mean, what is it? So, say we're on Zoom, so you click and you do your link, and there you are, there's a whole load of squares in front of you,
1: um,
0: and you're in one of them. What do you I think?
1: think that, I think, I suppose it is like knowing what to say or being nervous and thinking, and it is that same old thing, isn't it? That imposter syndrome and comparing yourself and not feeling good enough and what have you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do try and really. Sort of sell my group on the basis that we are really friendly there's nothing mm. to be frightened about and and i I sort of I wouldn't ask them to speak first either. I sort of let them sort of get the lay of the land a little bit to see what what happens but uh just trying to make people feel comfortable, I think is the important thing isn't it and not forcing anybody to speak either if people don't want to speak, they're not forced into having to obviously they're missing an opportunity if they don't but uh, but yeah, I think it is just because I can understand from their side of things. But uh, what we, what yeah. were you,
0: what was your um, fear? If you, like, I'm just using that as a as a big word. Uh, when you first stepped into the networking world as a, you know, before you went on the journey, you, you know, you you were nervous about it. You almost didn't go because you knew you were going to have to say something.
1: Yeah.
0: What What actually were you afraid of? Can you put it into words?
1: It's the fear of of. Just standing up and speaking in front of people was the biggest thing for me because it was just, I remember I've said so many times that if anyone had told me sort of 15 years ago, you'll stand up and you'll speak to people, you'll do 10 minute presentations, you'll do X, Y and Z, I'd have said never in a million years but i'm but i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna turn coach on you now this is very mean of me sharon okay i'm going to make you i'm gonna make you go one step further so no so you're definitely not afraid of standing up because i know you've been doing that ever since you were a toddler you're definitely not afraid of speaking because likewise um so uh, yes i agree that you put in the extra ingredient of there being people there and you being the centre of attention. But I'm still going to say, but what actually are you afraid of? I think it's afraid of making a fool of
1: yourself.
0: There we go. That's it, isn't it? We're afraid of making a fool of ourselves. Um, uh, It's fundamentally a fear of rejection, I guess, you know, when you boil it right down. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 And I'm a
1: people pleaser as well. To add that one into the mix. Say that again. <laughs> I said I'm a people pleaser. I like to be liked as well. So throw that one in the mix as well.
0: <laughs> we all do. Absolutely. And, and no, at 100. And that that is that's what's really going on when you're thinking oh god am I going to say the right thing uh this going to come out all wrong or people are going to think I'm too loud or too quiet or too this or too that or I'm not wearing the right thing or whatever it is <laughs> and what we're really just afraid of is yeah as you say making a fool of ourselves one way or the other or or people it's almost like that you're almost going back to schoolyard stuff aren't you oh I'm not going to be in their gang you know yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: very much so. <laughs> God, I've just traumatised half my listeners. <laughs> it's coming from very real experienced listeners. That's why it came to mind, I think. Um, but then you realise when you do it, um, and actually, to be honest, the less... I've, I've been at network. We'll finish on this, because I've been at networking things on Zoom where people have gone round and done their little introduction and there've been people who have done it, the, the way I've responded to them, and don't forget again, that's my personal response, when they have been too slick is that it, to me, it puts a bit of a barrier up. So it's like, not it's not the same as reading from a car because that to me shows that somebody feels quite shy and that they, they feel a little bit nervous and that's human but it's when you have clearly practiced and rehearsed and you've now got it off pat and you're seeing the exact script of what you've said and it has this great thing and I help these in order to be this and they benefit from or whatever, some template that I'm being really mean now. But what I'm saying is you can be too slick. So I find often the slightly more vulnerable, if you like, more sort of uh, either reading from a thing or sort of saying, what am I talking about? This doesn't make sense. Halfway through is very endearing because we get it. We all get it.
1: No, I agree. And I think especially if you go to a meeting and you see somebody regularly and they only say the same thing every time, you'll switch off, won't you? Because you've heard it before saying so a thing. Tell me something different. <laughs> and it happens. And I, I, rem- I remember once, it might even have
0: been, I don't know it was yours or someone, I don't know, somebody actually said, um, they were reminded by, the, sort of prompted by the host, oh, you know, Susan, it's your turn. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, they said, um, what do you want to know? <laughs> I thought that was so good because we were all there and we all unmuted and we sort of yeah. said things like, where do you live? And, you know, um, and we, it, because it is very unnatural to give a little pitch because yeah. we don't do that in conversation, do we? We, do, we don't have 60 seconds and then the other person has 60 It We, we interact. So yeah. um, in many ways, that was, I thought that was quite a, cute thing to do I don't think they had done it deliberately it was just being very human they were caught a bit off guard they said uh, what, what, what do you want to know yeah. great I know you want to know this so I'm now telling you so I don't feel as if I'm just chucking stuff at you so that makes me feel more relaxed actually so yeah,
1: yeah. That's, it. that's just helping them as
0: well isn't it yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this so to wrap up then, because there's there's a lot of nice real down-to-earth stuff there about networking. Is there anything is there anything else you want to say that I haven't touched on, Sharon?
1: No, I think just the opportunities that I think people don't realise. If there's anyone listening who hasn't um been to networking at all it's we we touched on about the support and everything there's just so many opportunities I think that um that come your way as well things like getting involved in business awards I mean I can actually say I'm a published author I have a chapter in two books which I never thought again would be something that I would be saying but again that has all been opportunities have been created Um, as a result of networking so I think anybody who out there who just thinks oh no that's not for me um, there's lots of different elements I think to to what you can actually achieve um, by just just finding the right network and the right sort of like-minded people for you
0: yeah absolutely and and finding like-minded people is you you have well it's the old kissing frogs thing isn't it (laughs) If, if, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know that expression, you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince or whatever they, yeah, yeah. It's not anti-frog, that statement, I just want to put out there now, frogs are lovely, Uh, I've got nothing against frogs, Um, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I would say before you give it, give up on networking, go and find, go around and visit a few. Don't take your first experience of networking as, as what they're all like, because there are so many different ones out there.
0: That is a stonkingly good bit of advice. Um, and uh, yes, yes, that's where I'll go zip over my mouth because I would start spewing out my experiences of networking. <laughs> but yeah, I, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. So. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you as your business are somebody that people might want to get in touch with. So just um, tell us ways in which you'd like people to connect with you.
1: Yes, I mean, I'm always happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Sharon Luca, L-O-U-C-A. Um, if anybody's interested in looking at the network, they can visit our website, which is just Women's womensbusinessnetworking.co.uk. So they're probably the two two easiest forms to get to to get to me or they can just drop me an email sharon at sharonbuca.co.uk as well so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always happy to connect love connecting i was on a meeting this morning where i'd put one client with one of my networking contacts and it's just going to be a really really good um business relationship from the both and that just makes my heart sing when I know that I can put two people together who are going to do really good things
0: absolutely and we can all do that in even even sort of informal networking where it's like introducing people on LinkedIn I mean don't, not as in some kind of weird, manipulative, odd way, but in a, in organic ways. Like, do you know what? I just met this person. I don't think they're connected with this person. They're such a good fit. Not and again, not necessarily for business, but just no. like this is a really interesting person. I know you'll get on really well. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and that's that's just a tiny little way of networking, maybe you know, and, and you get more. I think the more you get used to doing that without it feeling odd or sort of uncomfortable, um, the, you know, the, the better, the better the world becomes. So there we oh. go. Massive sweeping statement. we are <laughs> end on. Um, thank, you, thank you so much, Sharon. And uh, yeah, lovely, lovely tips and really good, as I say, down to earth insights. Thanks very much.
1: No, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it.
0: So, my advice if you've given up on it, if you've become bored with it, you've gone stale, you're jaded, you're cynical, just press the refresh button. Go on an exploration. Check out Eventbrite, just do a few filters so you don't get thousands, but just go and try things out. Nothing hugely is going to be lost, but massive things could be gained. Opportunities, connections, random insights even about yourself as you start to voice your message. Go on, I dare you. So if you want to know when the next episode is out and get a fortnightly challenge, sign up to my The Unsquashed Entrepreneur email and the link is in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn at Trisha Lewis Talk. Thanks for listening.